Welcome to RealtyCast Global, where we bring insights and advice from top professionals in the global market. Join us for a journey of culture and real estate from countries across the globe. I'd like to welcome my friend Randy Chavers this morning to um, our podcast, and we're going to talk about the Caribbean, specifically the Dominican Republic. Recently, Randy's purchased uh, a condo in the Dominican Republic, and I want us to go through the the process and find out the reasons he purchased in the, the Dominican Republic and a little bit more about his research. Randy, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad you're here today. Happy to be here. And before we begin, what about a little bit of information about your background and what you've done in the real estate industry over the last 30 years? Oh, sure. Well, actually, it's about 36. And wow. uh, so uh, uh, aging myself here. But um, yeah, I, I started out uh, in Florida and was uh, uh, got, in the, uh, got in the business uh, and, and uh, uh, opened an office uh, after working for Century 21 for a while, ran that office for about nine years. Then uh, went off and got involved in, in various things uh, with uh, when the that was just when the, the dot com era was starting. So late nineties, I worked for Homes dot com and a couple other things in real estate specific spaces uh, online for uh, digital. And uh, but to bring us up to today, which is the important part, the last seven years uh, I've been working with uh, Coal Banker Island affiliates. I was the managing director, uh, and uh, the owners were based in uh, Grand Cayman Island. And they had the master franchise for Coal Banker for um, all of the Caribbean islands, which is uh, about 32 countries. Uh, we were in about 16. I recently uh, departed from island affiliates for other uh, uh, for other opportunities. Uh, but during that seven years, I had a great opportunity to explore all the islands. Uh, there are many of the islands down there. Uh, including Bermuda, which was in, which was part of the master franchise, though it's really in the North Atlantic, not the Caribbean. Um, and so it was a it was a great experience, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. So after um, after working in that area, the Caribbean, mm -hmm. and being involved with the different islands there, what made you choose the Dominican Republic to invest your uh, livelihood in, as far as your money for the future, and buy a condo? Well, there were a lot of things that I had as criteria, and so every time I would go to an island, I would really think, well, would I want to purchase a place here, and what kind, what are the opportunities, what's the pricing, and just like as anyone else would. Um, one of the reasons, uh, and uh, I, we have a visual, I think, that shows uh, a map of Hispaniola, which is the island that Dominican Republic is actually in. It covers two-thirds of Hispaniola. And uh, it's about, to give you an idea for, for uh, comparison, it's about twice the size of New Jersey. Um, and uh, uh, it covers two-thirds of the island. So uh, I, I, this, it's next to Cuba. It's the largest island in the Caribbean. Uh, in fact, it has the highest mountain in the uh, Caribbean. It's about 4,000 feet. And the weather up there is very uh, uh, cool. It's about 75 degrees every day versus the coastline. So uh, very, very large island. And in in any of these places, one of the things that I began that became a, I became aware of immediately was the need to be near an airport uh, for a variety of reasons. Not only for my benefit to be able to travel back and forth uh, easily with direct flights, which there are many that go into uh, the area that I chose, 
the area that I chose is in the, on the north coast of the Dominican Republic. And uh, there are two major airports that service uh, that particular area. It's called Puerto Plata, is the province. Okay, so the, the province of Puerto Plata is, has an uh, international airport in Puerto Plata, which is about 15 minutes drive time from my condo. Um, and then um, it also could be serviced by the, uh, uh, the airport in um, Santiago. Uh, and the airport, uh, Santiago usually was about an hour and 15 minutes away, but now they've, uh, they've built a new road there, uh, that, um, gets you to, from Santiago to, um, uh, Puerto Plata in about 25 minutes. Now that's not only important for me getting to and from, but also in, in considering who are your clients going to be, you want to be able to, if you're buying an investment property, you want to to be able to have great exposure to as many uh, renters as possible. And um, so the the benefit of, of the Santiago Airport is twofold in that um, uh, not only does it, uh, most of the, a lot of those flights come directly out of the uh, Northeast and uh, on a number of airlines. And also Santiago is kind of the, uh, for them, Puerto Plata is the beachfront uh, that they like to go to on weekends to take a long weekend. They'll, they'll go down into the area. And um, so, and that's proven to be very attractive. In fact, uh, I just, a couple of notes here uh, as far as the projects are going on. There's the, uh, uh, the Dominican is the, uh, the fastest growing country in Latin America this past year. It's had an increase of uh, gross domestic product in the order of about four and a half percent. So we're looking at a strong economy and a stable government. Um, Again, highly popular with tourists, the, it has the highest number of visitors this year in the history of the Dominican Republic, with more than uh, 661,000 tourists by air and 250,000 uh, by cruise ships. So um, uh, no visas required to get there, so that's easy. And a, a really important thing on the investment side of it, uh, to address your question, is that uh, the prices there are probably a fifth to a fourth of what they could be on, like, in Bermuda or Grand Cayman or some of the other mm -hmm. islands. So the, uh, the services are, are really good. The tourism is, is, is excellent. It's, it's dr dramatically developing. So that was, that was the, as a big picture for why the Dominican Republic, those are some of the answers. So that was a big draw, actually, to, to get you there into the Dominican Republic. What, no. about, what about if we have someone, you know, in the United States that wants to retire there or uh, just have a, a second home or an investment property just to have as an Airbnb or something like that? Um, is that possible in that specific area that you purchased in, in that that complex to have an Airbnb. I mean, can you operate it as an Airbnb? Will they manage uh, people coming in to spend time there, or is that excluded? No, absolutely. You, uh, many of them use Airbnb and uh, some of the uh, uh, some of the other services mm -hmm. similar to that. Um, and there is uh, the benefit of the the location that I have is that uh, one of the things I wanted was like gated security, twenty four hour. Um, uh, man, twenty four hours that it was uh, that had an on site uh, management company, which this this property does. Uh, it was uh, it's about a five minute walk to the beach, uh, as as you'll see in a in a photo in a moment that we'll have. Um, it's uh, it's got a, a huge pool, and um, it's uh, uh, and there's a, a very nice restaurant that's on site next to the pool that's open till till quite late. Um, so it's got every amenity you could possibly want. And, um, with a homeowner's fee is about $120 a month. 
for my unit. Well, that's not bad at all. Yeah. What about um, what about a residency requirement, like a visa? If, if, yeah, what? there's no visa required to get into the DR uh, presently. I mean, mm-hmm. so you can come from the U.S. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and go there. You're allowed to buy property just as any other citizen in the Dominican would be, a resident. Uh, there's no prohibition against uh, foreign ownership. It's a bit of a different experience when you're actually doing the purchasing because, uh, of course, here, you know, we use uh, – a lot of times we'll use title companies to uh, – uh, like in Florida in particular – uh, in the in the Dominican, they don't really have title companies. They have uh, you you this the process is usually you, you want to find a good rep, reputable uh, real estate broker and then um, associate also or get their referral f- as to for an attorney and the attorney handles the whole process. The actual purchasing process is about seven steps, and so um, uh, it, but it it is quite different if you've uh, gone through seventy or eighty pages in a closing document in the U.S. Down there, it's, it's just a few pages, and so it, it kind of uh, people find that a bit alarming uh, sometimes because they don't think everything is covered. But it, it, it is, and they have a very uh, they have an excellent uh, system of recording property so that they can do t- searches for ownership, and you receive a, a certificate uh, at at the end of the transaction. So it's quicker than what we, we experience here. I think you said earlier, not today, but to me earlier, that. The contract consisted of one page. That's correct. the The initial um, uh, uh, the, the initial part of the the uh, uh, of the sale uh, is just a a, a letter of uh, intent, mm-hmm. more or less, basically what we would refer to as a letter of intent. And then, um, uh, but uh, in terms of the retirement, to address that further. Uh, almost several of the countries, in fact, I think there are about 10 countries that may include some of the European ones as well, but several of the, uh, uh, of the islands have, uh, retirement programs. Panama, for example, has, uh, a, what they call the Pancionado program, the pensioners program. And so does, uh, uh, the Dominican, uh, you can apply for, uh, a residency there and, uh, all you have to be able to approve income of $1,500 a month, I think is what it is currently. So that would that be the fast track? I, I keep hearing about the fast track residency in Dominican. Is that what you're talking about? There are there are actually several uh, different sorts of programs. There's an investment visa. There's a retiree visa, and you know that we probably can't cover in the scope of uh, of, of the conversation today. But uh, any attorney can uh, who's familiar with uh, uh, with residency can. Give you the different options, and uh, it, it, it's a very attractive way for people to to mm-hmm. go down there and and live very inexpensively, probably at about a third of what you could live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's it's be, it's becoming the new Florida, if you will. Well, it seems like in, in something you did um, maybe a year ago for the International Real Estate Federation, you gave um, a scale showing the number of baby boomers that are actually retiring per day, and it was pretty astounding the number. Yeah, there are, um, uh, and I'm not sure, uh, this is not an updated number, but as of a couple of years ago t- that you're referring to, there are 10,000 people a day turning 65. Mm-hmm. And the uh, about 48% of those people don't have uh, a, a large amount of money in savings to get them through, and they're pretty much going to depend on Social Security. And one of the attractions here is that uh, you, you do have a, a very a significantly lower cost of living 
uh, and, and you have access to all these wonderful places. Like uh, uh, one of the things to to go back to the, the uh, particular area that I purchased in, it's about 10 or 15 minutes from a uh, beautiful park with all sorts of uh, rainforests and, and, and swimming and caves and what have you. And it's uh, it, and that park is about thirty square miles, so yeah. there's that amenity. Um, there's a um, uh, it's also about fifteen minutes from um, uh, Caporetti Beach. So uh, and w- w- the other cool thing is the tr- public transportation. You can catch a bus that comes every ten to fifteen minutes to the area, and it's fifty cents. Uh, so you can go to Caporetti. Now Caporetti is famous because it was the place where uh, uh, kite surfing was invented, and it is really basically the ca- the kite surfing capital of the world. And um, so, and at night, uh, you can they have all these beautiful couches spread among uh, the pa- the palm trees, and they have uh, little shops all along that face the beach, and and people go there and have a drink and relax, and it's it's a it's a wonderful experience, beautiful lights and what have you. So during your experience with the um, the entire Caribbean, um, and especially during the pandemic period, did you see a lot of younger people moving into those areas that could operate out of their, uh, you know, their home with their computer? I mean, people moving from the United States and other parts of the world into the Caribbean. Have you? Did you see that? Do you- uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I talked to. Uh, it, it was interesting. There, there are a lot of ex, expats who, um, who um, remote workers, many remote workers who who like to go down there, and they can do that. Uh, the and people wonder if, like, every restaurant that I've been to in the area has Wi-Fi. All right, so that's a big deal, and everybody uses WhatsApp is the uh, communications channel of choice. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to communicate with anybody there, and they're just on their phones constantly, all everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's not a you know you're you're not someplace where there's sheep on the runway. I mean it's it's uh, sophisticated, and you you can um, you can operate digitally uh, for whatever period of time is comfortable for you. What about the English language there in the Dominican Republic? It's. Fairly common, but uh, it, it, it does help to know some. Uh, you can get by, but it, it, it certainly helps to know Spanish. And I would say that for any country uh, in, in the Caribbean that, that is uh, Spanish-based. Uh, uh, so just a, just a few words is very helpful and very appreciated. And the people are very patient. They're lovely folks. So they're, they're very, very patient with you. You mentioned two things. You needed a good realtor, number one, yes. and an attorney. Correct. One, to find the property for you and sort of walk you through the procedure. And number two, someone that could close it and make sure you have ownership at the very end. Mm -hmm. Um, So in in doing that, um, I've heard that taxi drivers, I've heard that uh, people just on the street can approach you and talk about buying a piece of property or something within, within that country. Yes. And um, did you see any of that when you were visiting or when you've been in those different Caribbean countries? In almost all of them. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of joke that if you want to be a, a, a real estate agent in many of the countries, that uh, uh, if, if you have a bis- bicycle and a business card to cell phone, you can be a realtor or a real estate agent, not a realtor. So, and I know the NAR has um, realtors in those countries and your cultural banker happens to be 
part of that organization that's, that's one correct. of the one of the, the rules. national association of realtors and they are so there is a there is a code of ethics that you and i are very familiar with exactly uh, and the um, and they adhere to the to those code of ethics mm-hmm. so yes uh it, it, that that's why it's 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 a bit it's a bit still on of the wild west so um but there are some very capable professionals there both in real estate and attorneys uh you just have to uh do your due diligence and and make sure that you're picking the right one mm-hmm. Politically, you said it's solid. Yes. And what about education? People that do want to move into that area and they have children and children need to be schooled. I know sure. they can do homeschooling and things like that, but what about educational options there? There are, well, many, in, in the case of many of the islands, uh, you have uh, the option between a lot of private schools, which is predominant, I think, and in, in for most people, uh, parents, where they want to send their children. But uh, uh, one of the things that I'd recommend uh, for anyone is that if you're wanting to do some of the research on, uh, specifically on that, uh, there are some great sites online uh, that you can, there's an English speaking uh, or an English paper, for example, uh, called uh, DominicanToday.com. And they have a uh, they have a specific section called the expats corner. And mm. these are people who are, are very generous with their uh, suggestions, recommendations, referrals. And uh, it, it's a great place to go um, to, uh, to f- and to get current news, to find out what roads are being put in, uh, where the, what the, what is the path of progress uh, for what's uh, for, for things that are going on in the Dominican Republic right now. Um, one quick thing about sure. about hospitals, doctors, medical okay. attention. Yes. What about that? That uh, was a, a real awakening for me, probably as much as anything, is that uh, uh, many of these countries are really heavy into medical tourism. And I can tell you from personal experience, I was having a toothache, and this was in the Dominican, in the Puerto Plata area. And my the friend who had helped me, uh, the real estate broker that I worked with on this on this condo, suggested that I go see his dentist. Well, I went to see his dentist and um, uh, explained everything. Spent about thirty minutes. Very new equipment. Very 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 nice, clean area. And uh, after the thirty or forty five minutes I spent with her. Uh, she made a recommendations, and I asked for the bill. And converting it from from uh, Dominican dollars, it was our pesos. It was uh, about eight dollars. And I said, "Well, I can't park in Atlanta for eight dollars." <laughs> so, uh, the, the, yes, to answer your question generally, though, the the the, the both the medical care, uh, dental care are excellent, and uh, and infinitely less expensive than than what you can find uh, in the U.S. Okay, th- I appreciate you sharing that with us. What sure. about you chose the North Shore, mm-hmm. and I think we have a photo of the building that we're going to show shortly that you that you bought the condo in. Yes. But tell us a little bit more about the North Shore and about what tourists are looking for when they when they come to that specific location. Well, it has that particular area has some, has some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, and so you're uh, you're very close to that. Uh, again, the the pricing, uh, like in the, the the condo that I purchased, and the the actual purchase was four years ago because it was a pre-construction. So uh, it took them, and of course, it, part of the construction process was uh, interrupted by uh, by COVID. So that made things a bit more difficult. Uh, but 
like I said, it checked all the boxes uh, because it had the great pool. It has a restaurant right there. It's within walking distance of uh, all kinds of little shops. There's a grocery store. There's a there's a pizza place. You can be to in, in a five minute walk, and you can be to the, to the beach in five minutes. Uh, it's also near, like I said, the parks. The uh, there's incredible parks. So if you like the outdoors, if you want to go hiking or, uh, or or snorkeling or whatever, you have that opportunity. There's the kiting. There are several small cities that are wonderful that are nearby. One called Sasua uh, and Cabarete and, and and others. So it it and also like I said, being near the airport, uh, two of them. Uh, and there's also a huge uh, a port there. Uh, for uh, that's that's they're go they're they're increasing the size actually doubling the size of the port so it's getting tremendous tourists that are coming in from both uh, the cruises the cruise lines and and the airport so for an investment it's fantastic because mm-hmm. you've got such a volume of people coming through there all the time. You mentioned you had a management company. That's correct. And and tell me what they do for you. Everything. And uh, all, all the, the, it's it's wonderful for me because they they do uh, um, they do all the marketing, uh, they take care of uh, all the cleanup, all the uh, well, literally everything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the the course the major correspondence I get with them is if something needs to be replaced that's uh, above normal. I, I've only had to replace one thing in the last couple of years. Uh, that was a small expense, and. Um, and they, um, uh, they they handle all of it and just send me the, uh, the how much money I made that month. So it's so is the return on the investment pretty good so far? It's running around eight to ten percent. That's good. Yeah. So uh, that's great. Yeah, I've been um, very happy with it. So with that management fee, uh, they're, they're they're managing the bringing people in. That's correct. To rent, they're making sure that everything is clean. They have cleanup services and things like that. Correct. Um, if you have a broken hot water heater or something like that, they're going to replace it and send you the bill. That's correct. So you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night and worry no. about something that went wrong. They're covering all the bases. For that service, uh, what would be the percentage that they charge? You can pretty much expect 20%. And uh, again, that's uh, when you consider not having to have the concerns that you just discussed mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that it is a, it, they do a great job of doing the marketing and, and filling it up uh, as many days as possible during the month. So I have no uh, argument with that at all. And many of your better services are anywhere, Columbia or Panama or wherever you go. Uh, you're looking around 18 to 20 percent. So how much time have you, have you spent at your condo? Sadly, um, I haven't been able to spend any time there since because I've been very busy with work and mm-hmm. then there was COVID and, and what have you. So I just, I rent it. I plan to go down there again in the next couple of months and uh, uh, actually stay there with one of my sons. So I'm looking oh, forward to that. That's great. What about the culture? I mean, in, you know, in that specific area, what, what do you experience there in terms of the culture of the people, what's going on around that entire island? And have you been involved with any of that, or have you had time to get involved with the the people, the not the expats, but the people that are there? Yeah, and that and that's one of the the beautiful things of it. My favorite story is that um, uh, a friend of mine uh, suggested. He says you're going to have to come up to this farm, and uh, I want I want to show I introduce you to a friend of mine. And so I we went along, and we we stopped in this uh, little town, and he goes, oh, well, we get out of the car here. And I said, okay. And there was a gentleman waiting with a, for us with three horses. 
and the only way to get to this location was by horseback or a a motorbike, which I chose not to do, dirt bike. And um, so we went up there, and he was pointing to, he says, Mithimilia. You know, there was all his family lived in all around this area. We went up and we ate this incredible food, which an interesting point to that. uh, Everyone that I've spoken with who's uh, an expat who's moved down there uh, from the U.S., they said, you know, I moved here and I lost 40 pounds or 50 pounds or something like that. And it's sort of like the the, the food just grows everywhere. Like when I was at that farm, you just pluck things off, cherries off trees. And uh, so uh, they've had, they've always had organic food. It's never been a difference between organic and, 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 uh, uh, and uh, uh, produced by a company. Uh, It's, it's, uh, it's a very healthy lifestyle and people are very friendly and lovely and and helpful. So not a lot of preservatives and additives. No, no, which is really <laughs> to, nice. To say the least. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great. Um, what about what about your wife? How does she, has she been there? Has yes. she seen it? Yes, uh, she has. She saw the condo. Um, this was post-COVID and we were down for a wedding. And so uh, we spent a few days there and uh, she'll be going back down and we'll hopefully we'll be staying at the uh, at the condo here soon and enjoying some of that. I'll be going down there without work. That's so, that's going to um, be a pleasure. Yeah, it's going to be a different trip. experience to to be on an island and not not be uh, uh, not have to work all day and into the night. So, what about your children? You said you're taking your son down. Have they seen it? They have not yet. No, haven't. So, so it's going to uh, be a surprise. We're, we're all uh, they're uh, they were a bit late on getting their passports, and so I'm, we're we're waiting on that to happen, and then I'll uh, I'll be taking them down individually. We know that the people in the U.S. make up a great part of people moving into. The Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But what about from Europe? Do you have people moving from Europe into some of those Caribbean islands, not oh. just Dominican Republic, but other islands? Absolutely. The uh, in, in fact, I, I think the uh, uh, some of a uh, some of our uh, maybe forty or fifty percent of our runners are Hungarian, really? or they're from uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, so it's very international and different cities have, have different, uh, makeups in terms of, uh, uh, where, like there's a, a, a town that's east of us about an hour called Las Arenas mm-hmm. and it has, um, uh, many French and Italian, uh, uh, expats live there. And they uh, and everyone who moves there seems to want to open a restaurant uh, for their particular <laughs> kind of cuisine. So I'm uh, sure, yeah. So it's it's a it's a very international uh, field there. It's 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 always exciting and interesting to meet people. That's fantastic. Well, listen, our time's almost up, but you've you've given us great insight to an individual that truly did what you wanted to do, and mm-hmm. that was to find a property outside the United States. You had your mind on future retirement. You bought that property four years ago, mm-hmm. and you've had an income stream ever since, ever since the day it was completed. So that's, that's fantastic. We're going to have you back at some other point in time, and we'll talk about other case studies, people that you've been involved with throughout the world, because you've got a huge background of investments and things like that, directing people to certain investments around the world. So we appreciate that uh, that time today that we've had, and we look forward to the future and bringing you back. Thanks, you. I'd be delighted. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for joining in on today's episode of RealtyCast Global. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new episodes air.